Come in. Hey, Dad. What's wrong, bud? Well, you know, my friends and I are making a podcast right Yeah, okay. But we really want to reach a lot of people. And? We are really struggling to find the right platform to launch ours with. I know you and your friends decided to go with Anger.fm. Well, it is free. Yeah, I know. They have creation tools that let you record and edit your episodes right from your phone or computer. I know, but how did you get all those other places to put your show on? That's because Anchor.fm helps you easily distribute your podcast on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, and more. Wait, they do all that for you? For free? With no listener minimum? You can't go wrong with Anchor.fm. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Wow, thanks, Dad. Just make sure you go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things podcast. The story you are about to listen to is called Statler House Book 1 Anna. After a near-death experience changes a young orphan child's life forever, the benevolent Dr. Statler uses his bleeding-edge therapy to help her and other children at his group home return to a life of normalcy. This short story brings to life the challenges faced by trying to help one small group of children survive their common pasts. Rodney, nearly froze to death but watched as his sister was taken. Julie, almost successful in her final attempt to end her life but was plucked from the moment of death. Tyler, a teen substance abuser was saved by emergency room doctors after overdosing. Anna, a young orphan who narrowly survived her brush with death due to a house fire. John, felt the jaws of his uncle's feral dogs around his throat but was saved from death by paramedics. Emily, the only child who has never had a brush with death. What do all of the residents of the Stadler Group Home truly have in common? The answer will shock and terrify you. A cool drizzle fell across Port St. John thanks to the passing of Hurricane David. The hurricane's damaging high winds cause all manner of grief, including, but not limiting itself to, local power outages. The nearby Indian River overflows, claiming parts of U.S. 1, resulting in forcing all but the most dedicated of residents to remain in the safety of their homes. A new black 1979 Mercedes-Benz 450 SL carefully navigates the debris-covered King's Highway to avoid the mess made of US-1. The car merges onto Chrisom Parkway after traveling on the poorly maintained road. The car slows and turns onto an old dirt road across from the Tycho Airport. The reddish-brown leaves of ancient oak trees block a direct view of the Stadler Group home from the roadside. The sedan drives through the rain along the quiet country road towards the wooden two-tone Victorian-style home, a home with a history all its own that has stood on this heavily wooden land for nearly a century. Inside the sedan, Dr. Samuel Stadler struggles to see through the falling rain. He scratches at his bushy chestnut beard. A young twelve-year-old Anna in the passenger seat digs through her coat pockets and produces a pair of black-framed glasses. She stares out of the car windshield with a look of clear disappointment on her face. Don't like it. Anna shakes her head and huffs loudly. Dr. Stadler reaches across the car seat and rubs her head playfully. We built this place to help kids just like you. Anna recoils in offense at his remark. Kids like me? Dr. Stadler cringes and attempts to disarm the situation. I mean kids who need help. Dr. Stadler parks the car in front of the group home sign on the circular gravel driveway. He steps out of the vehicle and opens her door for Anna. She watches him open her door and rolls her eyes. You think we will make friends this time? She asks point blank. I don't know. Can you give the therapy a chance this time? Dr. Stadler shrugs at her comment. 
Anna exits the car, pushing her bag into Dr. Stadler's chest. He bites his lip, stopping himself from scolding her and gestures for her to follow him. They walk onto the wooden porch that surrounds the lower floor of the group home. The earthen smell of the tropical rainfall and wet wood of the porch fills their senses. They stop at the heavy wooden double doors of the group home. Dr. Stadler shakes the water from his beige trench coat. Anna pulls away, not approving of the unexpected shower. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Dr. Stadler cringes, realizing his mistake. Sorry about that, kiddo. A heavy wood entryway door swings open, announcing Dr. Stadler and Anna with a loud groan. They enter the group home. He turns, closing the door, filling the air with a quick and crisp squeak. I gotta get this door oiled. Dr. Stadler opens and then closes the thick wooden door a few times before finally closing it. They remove their dripping jackets and place them on the redwood coat rack standing next to the entryway door. The rack groans under the added weight of two new jackets. Anna looks around with an expression of curiosity. You think you could have found a more rundown dump? Dr. Stadler huffs. Sure, it's a fixer-upper, but it suits our needs. Anna shakes her head at his words, walking beyond the entryway. She follows the plush burgundy carpet into the foyer. Dr. Stadler walks next to her and gestures right and left. My office is through there, and that's the general living room. Anna walks into the living room, seeing two worn leather sofas that sit inside a sprawling cluster. She looks across the room to the massive stone-framed fireplace, noticing the protective black iron screen set in front of the roaring fire inside. She sees pictures on top of the mantel. Cozy. Dr. Stadler smiles in response to her comment. Keeping it simple, no distractions. We have a dining room and kitchen in the back, and the bedrooms are upstairs. Anna rubs her hands next to the fire. How many children are here? Dr. Stadler counts on his fingers while mouthing silenced words. Six, including you. Dr. Stadler motions for her to follow. Let's show you to your room. Dr. Stadler and Anna move from the living room, returning to the foyer. He points to their left. They follow the red carpet to the end of the hallway. She looks genuinely impressed by a wide rotunda. Inside the rotunda, a majestic staircase runs along the left-hand side of the room, ascending to the second floor. The right side of the room is a short hallway, ending in three doors. Dr. Stadler points to the hallway. The center door takes you to the kitchen. The door to the left leads to the dining room. The one on the right opens into the game room. Well, it used to be the garage. Dr. Stadler gestures for her to follow him up the staircase. I'll show you around a little later. Let's get you settled into your room upstairs. Anna ascends the beautifully carved wooden staircase to the second floor landing behind him. She stops on the staircase, looking out of the huge wood frame window. She watches several storm clouds race across the dark sky above the small town. Are we sharing a room? Anna asks. Dr. Stadler stops near the top of the staircase and pants. Yes, you're rooming with Emily. They reach the second floor landing and she takes in her surroundings. She points, counting three closed room doors with personal posters and room labels on each. He motions for her to continue walking. At the end of the landing, the hallway continues to their left. She sees three additional doors with labels. 
The room at the end of the hallway reads, Media Room. The second to last reads, John and Tyler. And the door nearest her reads, Emily and Anna. Dr. Stadler opens the door, revealing the high pile carpet of the room, strongly smelling of heavy floral perfume use. Teen magazine posters of celebrity boys hang on the wall off one side of the room's walls. A wool blanket of rainbow color sits on one of the two beds. A small particle board dresser stands next to the bed with countless stickers on it. Dr. Stadler enters the room behind Anna. He walks to the beige folding closet doors opposite the bedroom door. He slides the doors open, revealing a closet. A walk-in closet for you both to hang your clothes in. Anna's face reads full of disapproval. How long will we be in here? Dr. Stadler glares at her. Depends on treatment. And if you try to run off on me again. Anna opens her bags and starts unpacking her clothes. <laughs> Dr. Stadler walks into the doorway. You'll meet the rest at dinner later on tonight, okay? Anna hangs clothing in the closet and scowls at him. Whatever. Dr. Stadler finds himself caught by surprise momentarily. Anna's face seems to warp and twist. He removes his glasses and rubs his eyes. You okay? Anna smirks at Dr. Stadler. Yeah, just a long ride. He shakes his head and places his glasses back on. Anna watches him shake his head in building confusion and closes the door behind himself. She walks, chuckling into her closet. She takes in the sound of the rain falling harder outside the group home. The heavy rhythmic thumping drums against the walls, filling the Stadler house group home with its steady percussion. That was certainly creepy and disturbing. But for now, this has been the Wicked Things podcast presentation of Stadler House Book 1 Anna. Thank you for listening. And come back real soon.